And we're back, baby. <laughs> All right. So I'll pick up where I left off with a little tangent to begin. So my mom, we had some, we had some coconut milk we had to use. So my mom made coconut rice pudding. Oh. It, it's, it kind of tastes like, um, like sticky coconut rice. If you've ever had it from like a Thai restaurant. Yeah. And I put some cardamom and cinnamon in it and it's oh. still warm and it fucking slaps. <laughs> I'm so hungry now. <laughs> mm. Mm. Okay, you can stop that now. Should we talk about my question? Let's do it. Let's and just rip can, the band-aid off. We can break it down into multiple as well. How do you do that? <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. Like, do you believe in love? Do you not? When did you start? Oh. When did you stop? I mean, I like... I think love I, is real. Yeah, I mean, like, there are so many different types of it. You'd kind of be dumb as hell if you didn't believe in it. Um, but, yeah, I, I think a lot about that, that meme you sent me the other day, Aaron. Which um, one? <laughs> <laughs> um, though it was a meme, it, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was A1. Um, oh, was it that little comic with the little boy in his yeah, dad? Yeah, so oh, the, Aaron cool. sent me this little comic, and it's this boy, and he's like, mm-hmm. Dad, I think I'm in love. Or like I don't know what love is, kind of like in the same in the same vein. And his dad's like, "Well, like when this person annoys you, like even when this person's annoying you, like would you change anything about them?" And the kid's like, "No." And the dad's kind of looking at him like, "You answered yourself, son." Um, and he's like, "Oh, I get it." And I was like, "Whoa, that's cute." I can find the comic. <laughs> Dad, I think I might maybe in love. Really? I don't know. How can you tell? Well, first, you need to list all the things you want to change about the person. But I wouldn't change anything. Even when they annoy me, I want to spend time with them. Then the dad just says, congrats. Yeah. So, there you go. That's what love is, kids. Go home. Thanks for tuning in. Crack the code. Yeah, the Da Vinci Code. We found the Declaration of Independence. Thanks, Nick Cage. All right, what's what's the next what's the next logical step in this question, Aaron? Oh my God, this oh, I'm fucking in love with this rice pudding, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Actually, my my mom made an absolutely fire bread pudding the other day. Shout out to the moms here. Shout out moms. Shout out to moms everywhere. Okay. Um, moms um, are the embodiment of love. I'll be the first to say. It's true. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I think I first start, started believing in love um, my senior year of high school when I was an adult at 18. Um, I knew everything. I, I've just like you were invincible. I hit a downward slope after I graduated high school. That, that's so tell. far from the truth. That that's so far from the truth. Yeah, I mean, like that's the time that I said that I like loved my girlfriend. That was a big deal. Like I, oh, we're like eighteen out of high school. Like, like maybe we're gonna get married. That's kind of cool. But like, little did I know. Things change so quickly and like my high school was so small and like my, my like worldview was so like twisted from that because like, mm-hmm. like getting out into like the, the quote unquote real world going from like a small Christian high school to a small Christian college. <laughs> um, but like there, there's like a wide variety of people at St. Olaf and like um, I think like there are a lot of like non-religious, non-Christian people at St. Olaf, mm-hmm. and like, I don't know. Well, we broke up, my girlfriend and I, like, October of freshman year of college. But like, and I thought that I'd like be alone forever, and it's like, oh no, I lost the love of my life. I don't know. <laughs> I wish I could like go back in time and like shake my old self and go like come on, like, be confident. <laughs> like, you're not like this. Yeah, but also, like, especially with, like, your, like, first love, it's so hard. Like, since you've never, like, felt that way, 
yeah yeah like when it ends you're kind of like well now what do i do like yeah i've never felt that before how can i ever feel that again you're like how am i supposed to say i love you to someone after that yeah lo and behold it happens lo and behold (laughs) i don't know it's just a word i think like action and intention behind it is way more important than the words Mm -hmm. because i mean at a certain point the words um like after repeating it so many times it becomes like less weighty each time you say it in a sense you know yeah like I feel like the the first the first time there are like certain aspects or like certain points where when you say it, it is like the most powerful the words at least, mm-hmm. and then the words slowly lose. Like it just becomes like oh yeah like, I love you, nice. Mm-hmm. I personally I feel like. I reserve the word for very important occasions. Like when you mm-hmm. say bye to grandma or something when you're leaving or bye to your parents after they drop you off mm-hmm. um, or after they visit or whatever. So, but then like to use it with another person within your peer group, I think I am definitely one to hold off on it for a very long time. Yeah. Well, it's just mind, me though. Do you mind me asking why? Is it like a fear of like getting hurt, or is it just there's so much weight to that word to you? That's a good question. That for like, me, I like so two pronged. I know that I personally attach a lot of meaning to it, and a lot of meaning to words just mm-hmm. on their own, and so I feel like that's probably part of it. Second part of it is I think me and a friend were talking about like how do you use this word do you ever use this word um like a long time ago we were probably still in high school like young um and the consensus that we came to was you don't use it until you're like sure or like relatively sure yeah so it was one of those things Definite point of contention, though, in my junior year when I was in a relationship, that was definitely a point of contention between myself and my ex was, when do you use this word? Mm -hmm. And so. How long were you and your former girlfriend dating? 10 months. Okay. But yeah. I don't know if it should, it probably should have been more like three, but I don't know if this is going to make it on the final recording. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I think, I think one of the scariest parts is um, like when, when does it be, when does it get said and like, are you on the same page? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I think like, like constant communication, even if it makes you uncomfortable is like, so necessary like Mm -hmm. there you need you guys need to have like complete transparency and go like okay i like this makes me so uncomfortable but i have to get through this for the sake of like this relationship like i don't want to bottle this up like i don't want to stress about this like if you actually like care about me like you say you do you'll listen to what i have to say Mm -hmm. so speaking of love Oh God, <laughs> this is kind of depressing, but I want to ask just because me knowing myself, what's your go-to sad song? Oh, geez. My go-to sad song. Yeah. Like when you're just really, you're just really like, man, life is awful. Like I'm just not feeling it. I'm bummed. Like, and I need something that like, elicits these feelings like more you know yeah i can go first if you want yeah why don't you do that i mean mine mine's pretty obvious i feel like to a fair amount of people but it's death cab for cutie transatlanticism (laughs) yep (laughs) Um, (laughs) that song makes me weep like a baby every time i listen to it without fail 
It's a great um, song, though. It's, it's just fantastic. like a very good song. And I mean, part of that's like because of like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people do this, but I, I very much attach my emotions at a time when I listen to a song to said song. Mm-hmm. And then those emotions and life experiences are forever attached to that song. And I think this is like a very common thing. And then every time I listen to that song, it's like reliving all of that plus adding more to it. So mm-hmm. transatlanticism has about four or five years of like sad experiences building. <laughs> um, and also I like, I saw it performed like live at a concert as like the final encore and it like blew my mind mm-hmm. to see it live. And it was like the one song I wanted to see live. So like, there's the, also like that attached to it, like that sentimentality. Um, yeah. And then another one, this one's real sad, like post breakup. Um, but it's first day of my life by Bright Eyes, um, which it can be like oh, a very, it can be a very happy song or it can be a very sad song. I think depending on the context you listen to it in. But I just think I'm it's like, a really good song. I've never heard that song. Aaron, I sent it to you after I, I think- left camp. <laughs> I think you have. Oh, that song? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Delaney. Wait, Delaney, Matt, and I listened to it together. Did you cry? No. No. Oh. We were like, why does this guy sound like he's shrieking? He oh. to, Connor Oberst went to my high school. Are you dead ass? Yeah. He's kind of a weird. Is that why he's so sad? Yeah, probably. Wait, was he your age? <laughs> No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I don't know how old he is. Bright Eyes has been around for a while. Bright Eyes was like okay. popular when my brothers were in high school. And my brothers are quite a bit older than me, so. Yeah. Yeah, um, what are your guys' sad songs? I don't have like a go-to sad song. Like, I have a pool of sad songs that I tap into. But I also haven't been like dev- devastatingly super sad. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Like... A minute ago, I had this, like, change of mindset where, like, why, like, if I have the option to, like, be sad about something or look on the bright side of, like, the situation, why would I, like, go out of my way to be sad when I don't really have to be sad? And I know that comes from, like, a huge place of, like, just straight up privilege, like, I have a I have a comfortable life. There's no denying that. And like just the fact that I can like choose to not be sad a lot of the time, like I know that's not the like the not a a very large percent of people cannot make that decision. But my sad songs include I am easy to find by the National. Oh. <laughs> um Transatlanticism, New York by Snow Patrol, um Somebody That I Used to Know by Gautier. Oh, mm. um, chasing cars by Snow oh, no. <laughs> that's a big middle school vibe. Yeah, it, it's deep. Yeah. It's deep. <laughs> um, damn, I I don't know. I have this playlist on Spotify that I started making, like, I think like summer before freshman year of high school. And they're, like, songs that date back to, like, 2012 that I was listening to on it. So I can just, like, go back there and, like, pick out some sad songs. Yeah, I feel that. I mean, yeah, I have have more sad songs, definitely. Matt, what about yourself? Let's see. So I, um, yeah, I feel like when it comes to the sad genre, um, if I'm going for, like, sad subject matter, um, to empathize i'd say one of the one of the big ones for me because i'm an album listener is uh Sufjan stevens carrying yeah, for was, sure oh i, I was knew just you thinking, were i was i literally was like matt's about to say Sufjan. like i That's, i know it that one and um oh god let's see bony bear like oh, uh, a couple I, of the earlier ones for emma forever ago yeah yeah that one for sure um and i know that let's see there's a couple songs that have like attached emotions mm-hmm. so like 
um, what would you call that? Like acquired sadness. Um, so there's a couple. There's some young the giant. Um, that has some acquired sad. Because that was from cough that syrup. Was from, what was that? The summer after my sophomore year, I think, when I was at McAllister. Oh yeah. Um, that's a pretty good list you got. Going I don't know. For me, though. I feel like sad. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because it's like I'll usually go to an album and I listen mm-hmm. to an album down. So, like, I don't know. There's also, what was I thinking of? I might have lost it. I know that, like, for sad songs, I definitely need to be acoustic. Yeah. yeah um, I feel that. There can be some, like, electronic in it, like, there is in Carrie and Lowell. Because that's just part of like his compositional style, but oh. um, go for it. So, update on Blake. He texted me because he wanted to know how Paul Bunyanland was doing. Because mm-hmm. apparently he went there as a very young child, and mm-hmm. he needed validation that was still real. So <laughs> I gave him that, uh-huh. and he said, "That's what my parents said. How are you though?" <laughs> so I'm gonna text Blake. Feel free to continue. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh no. I don't know how to kill time by myself. Uh, all right. One. Okay. What was uh what was your worst haircut of all time? Um 7th and 8th grade. Uh I had real long hair and I was capitalizing on the long hair skater boy vibe and so i had like like the flippy hair and... yeah okay it, it yep. like flipped out like that and like uh-huh. yeah that was a mess because it did not fit my face and it was just really bad i don't know i had like a, puberty kind of hit me like a truck in like like in a good way yeah like in in like 10th grade and onward it just like slammed it. it like punched me in the face and then like I started growing like facial hair I got taller my voice started dropping and like my like my chubbiness in my face just kind of like slimmed down and yeah my features kind of like chiseled out let me find a picture of myself from like that time um myself much like Aaron and I think mine was sixth grade actually fifth or sixth grade um back when I was like peak skate like when I was actually a skater boy um and I was on that skate grind um not literally I wasn't good enough to do grinds rip um (laughs) but I you can go back to my Facebook and find it actually um but at one point i used to like never like style my hair in any way through like i think halfway through junior year of high school um and this one time in like 6th grade i just grew it out but i had my hair was just straight and so i like grew it like to my <laughs> eyes <laughs> so <laughs> just you like all. straight hair <laughs> um and like if you go back to my facebook my original like facebook profile picture was of me like in that stage of my hair going like in that picture i think it's to my eyebrows only but it got down like over my eyes it was just so bad and like i wore those like i wore chunky skate shoes because i thought i was cool and like no not i wasn't i wasn't cool enough to wear osiris (laughs) you know were you wearing dcs no i think i was wearing circas back back then I used to wear red shoes a lot. Like when I played soccer for a few years, always mm-hmm. bought red cleats and like my my skate shoes were red. Kind of miss it actually. But what about what about you, Matt? Me? Um Oh, I got to think about it here. So, I'd say one of them um like back in the day, you know, I used to just hit up the great clips. Uh, you know, all the way through mm-hmm like five until high school and it was always like two on the sides and back and then finger length on the top and i realized looking back that like some of my haircuts were just absolute garbage (laughs) (laughs) especially like sometimes if i styled it myself it just looked weird and Mm -hmm. oh god that was 
uh, bad time. However, I, I managed to get some good cuts uh, through my high school years, particularly yeah. like as a senior, my hair looked actually decent for prom, which I know because I just saw the photos. <laughs> 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 what? Oh, and you were hot. I I was, and I need to get. I need to become that again, which is going to be very difficult. Matt <laughs> was very long journey. Down. Can I can I add a bad haircut to the? Oh yeah, to the mix here. Go for it. Um, I don't know if Matt remembers this. Aaron might, but end of freshman year of college, I think like all of second semester, I didn't cut my hair really yeah i didn't really know you <laughs> yeah i mean aaron and i started hanging out at the but aaron and i might have hung out after i cut my hair no because at the protest i hadn't cut my hair and it was let like let me go back and just see my, so i like this was when i was starting to like i mean i had already been putting like pushing my hair to the side um and i let it grow out and i could literally pull down the longest part of my hair and put it in my mouth um what that's crazy yeah and so like it was it was like brushed over and it went like all the way down like to the middle <laughs> of my ear like just normally like being brushed wow. over and like it was super greasy and super gross and looked so bad and like i look at pictures now and i'm like who was this person like I, I just it back like the hockey players always do yeah, no, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, like the hockey that would look flow. pretty good. I didn't know where to get a haircut in town until that point, because I'd always like Excellent. gotten a haircut. Bridge Square, home. baby. But I, I didn't have, get a haircut when I went home for spring break. I have video evidence of the it was day bad. We study, the day we were studying for Hydrokin's final on the top of Regents. <laughs> yeah, but it was post haircut. Yeah, that was post haircut. But at the protest when we like started hanging out, that was pre haircut. Yeah. Um, um, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Wait, I sent the picture of my myself from eighth grade to our chat so you guys could see. Okay, I also have another haircut and then another thing. Oh, on that, Aaron, you go right. Complimental look. You look like a child. <laughs> you look so different. This is weird. Yeah. Right. Have to load. I wouldn't have been friends with you. <laughs> oh, it was rough. Wow, love yeah, that. That's it. peak middle school, though. Yeah, I kind of dig this middle part happening, though. It looks even middle part. Aside from like, the oh bling, yeah. Aside from like, Loki looking like bling bling boy. Yeah, I know. Johnny Test. It like, it like kind of smacked. You pull it off better than he did. Well, I, like after after my at home haircut last weekend, it just like started doing it naturally after my shower, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, whatever." I mean, middle part's kind of a twenties vibe. If you Roaring slick it 20s. back, yeah, it's coming in again. Yeah, I don't know, Jackson. Were you saying something? No, Matt, go for it. Okay. Well, my second one was. I think I was like a freshman in high school. I was still hitting up the great clips as mm-hmm. usual. Um, and uh, at one point, because I, I, I usually pushed my hair off to the side, mm-hmm. kind of in that general direction, mm-hmm. even though it's like usually short that it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but they asked me if I wanted to like try a hard part. And I was like, man, whatever, fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> And so, you know, it was like, it, it was like buzzed basically, not like to the skin, but it was short all the way up to like here. And then this was like long, but it was like asymmetrical. Um, and so it like just looked kind of funny because half my head was kind of missing hair. Particularly on me, there's other people that can do that. But for me, my head's just not shaped like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh. I I had to reinvent myself and let my hair <laughs> grow back <laughs> for a while. Uh but then I started going to uh Bridge Square and they've they have not done me dirty unless I'm too vague. Then they just, yeah. you know, square it off and take off a bunch and it looks Matt, fine. When you get a haircut, it's very fresh. It's like very oh, crisp. Yeah. Yeah. It's always it's always gotta be like, okay, resetting. 
Mm-hmm. But one thing I learned about my hair is that because can you, last can you summer, repeat that, Matt? I didn't cut my hair. You cut out a little bit. Yeah. Okay. My whole life, I'd always been cutting my hair short because my parents were always just like, oh, yeah, go get your hair cut. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, okay. But then uh, I had a summer where I just grew out my hair mm-hmm. a little more for fun and to save some money. And it turns out my hair is actually like wavy and like kind of curly. Um, like my mom's and my mm-hmm. grandpa's, which is like super weird, but I kind of vibe with it. There's a picture of me that looks like actually really good with long hair from when I won that gift card. Sexual health trivia. Shout out St. Olaf Wellness. <laughs> That's my story. I have wavy hair. Wavy hair is uh, muy bien. I got I got a question. Okay. Um, a little bit on the brighter side here. Okay. You love that. What is your favorite? And this is kind of shallow, but like, what's your favorite physical trait about yourself? Oh, my big meaty thighs. <laughs> my quads <laughs> look so good. <laughs> I was not expecting that answer. <laughs> Aaron, how about yourself? I think my face is really nice. Like Just I think your whole face. I yeah, I think I'm handsome. I think I have a killer smile too. I think you're pretty good looking. Thank you. Uh, others know that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Especially my mom. <laughs> he says I'm a handsome boy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, so Jackson. Um, I think my favorite my favorite feature is my eyes. You yeah. Uh, Your baby blues are my dude, I'm blue eyes white dragon through and through. <laughs> Fucking pale as hell and bright blue eyes. <laughs> yeah, but dude, it costs like four monsters to cast me. So like, um, but no, I know I say it a lot, but my eyes look stupendous post cry. And <laughs> post cry in the sun, they're fucking aquamarines, Jackson. Well, because like, what you get is you get like you get the glisten from the tears, which hi- which highlights like the blue. Mm-hmm. And then you get the slight redness from crying as well, which also <laughs> accentuates the blue. Mm-hmm. And you get a little bit of sunlight. Ooh. Ellen over. Who. Game yeah. over. Did you say Ellen Who is an Ellen DeGeneres Who? <laughs> yeah. Dude, Ellen DeGeneres <laughs> slaps. She. Nah. You're mm-hmm. not a fan? No. That's I've fun. read things. Read things about how a lot of her production team don't make nearly as much as she does. Oh. Because she makes $50 million a year. Really? And she's been doing the Ellen show for nearly 20 years. <laughs> you got one, Aaron? Uh, yeah. How about you Matt? Want... I feel like we haven't heard from Matt for a while. No, mine was worst haircut. Oh, JK, yeah. Aaron, go for it. Um, do you guys want a ringer or a slow pitch? What are you feeling? Your pick. If you could live anywhere else in the world with all expenses taken care of, where would you like to live? New Zealand, hands down. Wellington. But also, I have this weird, this weird um, like thing in my mind of like that answer is really hard. That question, that question is really hard for me to answer because I feel like mm-hmm. I haven't traveled to everywhere I want to travel to. Mm-hmm. So like. My current answer is New Zealand because that's like where I've been. Mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. there are still a lot of places I haven't visited that I really want to. Yeah, and I think that would change my answer. Very fair. I think mine would be if I could do like three, top like a top three. It would be New Zealand, Norway, and um. 
Oh, geez. You know, just a top two, not in any particular order. Um, yeah. Where at in Norway? In Norway? Oh, that, that is a good contextualizing question. Because for I, me, if I were to live in Norway, I'd want to live in Christiansund. Oh, um, yeah. But that's just because yeah. of, like, the experience I had there. That was, like... I'd, I live in Bergen. Oh, wait, Bergen? Oh, I Yeah, I love Bergen. I live in Bergen. I forgot Bergen existed. (laughs) So good. Dude, I hiked 10 miles between one mountain peak to another mountain peak in in vans. (laughs) A horrible idea. And I lived to tell the tale. So dumb. (laughs) Dude, it was awesome. That's, like, one of the best best experiences of my life, hands down. Where where do you want to live, Aaron? Um... Well, I think it's interesting that we all have like mountains and greenery in common because like I also was going to say like Switzerland, there's this like mountain village that I was staying at during a family vacation called Lauterbrunnen and like it's in but it's in the valley between two mountains and like there's really like nothing near it except for other villages and like i have this very distinct memory or two distinct three distinct memories the first one seeing like a waterfall like on off the road a bit and we were like oh like there's a trail we can like go hike up there so there's just like this hiking trail that goes into the mountain and then there's like a little space behind the waterfall where you can stand and look out at the mountain across the valley (laughs) um and then the other memory from there is like sitting on our, our like hotel room deck, like sipping wine and then like at night and like watching the like mountain trolley like go up the mountain at night and like it looks like stars moving up the mountain. And then last one, we were like walking to a trail and there was just like this rock the size of a house just like off the road and there's like trees growing out of it covered in moss and just like that like just like seeing that and like thinking about like witnessing that rock falling from the mountain and just like embedding itself back into the earth just like i don't know that was like really that was special minecraft (laughs) but but besides that um like uh washington like the pacific northwest um Paris would be baller. Mm. Uh, my Kauai trip this past interim oh. break, weed, because like we went to this like like centuries old um, like sustainable garden area that was like multi tiered, um, like completely green, like green energy, like completely. Uh, renewable energy and like zero carbon footprint garden that was like it was perfect like there were mountains up behind me it was misty and then i could see the ocean and the beach from like where i was standing and just like all of that together and like not that many people on the island just like that's what i want (laughs) yeah i feel like for me i want to end up somewhere like in nature or in the mountains but I also want to, like, experience urban life more. Yeah. Which is, like, why I'm kind of excited to go to Chicago for a couple of years at least. Yeah. To, like, because I've never really had, like, living in a a big city. And, I mean, I won't be living in downtown Chicago by any means. But, like, mm-hmm. I'll be very close. Yeah. Closer than, at least, I don't know. I was getting a little stir-crazy in Northfield a little bit, like, towards the end there. Yeah. And like Omaha is like the biggest city in Nebraska, but it's still like not huge. Um, But yeah. I think for me, like landscape wise, I also really did with just giant open plains. Matt, you're going to say all that again. That's kind of cool, except for winter. Oh, yeah, for oh, all of that. yeah, just just rerun rerun the tape. Okay. So I'd say for me, like landscape wise, like my alternative after mountains and forests is probably like just big wide open plains. 
mm. and like fields with like some forest, like little pockets of it. That would be cool. But yeah, yeah, I want to live next to the ocean, but also like really dense forests. I don't know. I want to surf so badly. I've, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Matt, you got you got one for us? I don't right now. Jackson, do you have one? Yeah, this one's a this one's not as as deep, but I thought it would spark interesting discussion. Um one, do you have a favorite color? And two, do you think having like absolute favorites is problematic in any way or limiting or do you think it's fine? I'll go first. Cause I immediately, cause my answer to one puts the other into context. So I'd probably say that absolute favorites is limiting. I don't have best friends really. I have close friends. Definitely. And I have a favorite, like, range of colors. But, you know, if I take, like, blue. If you take blue. <laughs> so, like, take, like, blue. There's, like, so many good shades of blue. Mm-hmm. And every time I try to pin one down, someone brings one up that I'm like, oh, I like that one, too. Mm-hmm. So, I I definitely... I don't know if it's necessarily problematic to have a favorite um, like uh, inanimate object concept idea, but uh, it is limiting in some ways. So my favorite color is like a number of shades of blue. Yeah, I'm in I'm in a similar vein. Um although my color changes like very very regularly. I would say like I swap between like colors. I would say more colors I vibe with than like my favorite color. Mm-hmm. Um But I do I do think it's limiting in a sense to like be like I don't know. I feel like when you're kids like everyone like what's your favorite color? And, like, to me, that was always the hardest question because I was, like, I don't, like, I can't, like, pin one down that I feel is better than the others. Yeah. Because, um, like, I, I think, too, like, colors rarely exist out of context among mm-hmm. other colors. And, like, seeing colors together, it it's, like, a completely different thing than, like, just seeing a color by itself. Because, like... I don't know. All like I really like like various shades of green. I love them. Mm-hmm. I love, but I like I really like them with other colors more because like I just think like having more of like a color palette is better and less limiting than having a favorite color. Kind of like Jackson's vibing with colors. I guess it's like it's the same idea. Yeah. Okay, extension to that question, then, um, like, what's your favorite, like, tone of a color? Like, for example, I prefer pastels mm-hmm. or, like, colors that aren't too bright. Like, they just kind of have a softer vibe to them. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe, like, a muted kind of vibe or intensity. <laughs> I... I... <laughs> I bought a shirt from this one website and it was literally called Muted Black. <laughs> like, it, it's like, it's not as dark of a black, but it's still black. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like the difference between like a Sharpie and like soot, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But I love earth tones. Like browns moss green olive green um like lake blue it's not like a it's like it's more it's more pale than like royal blue but it's not sky blue it's like somewhere in between um Mm -hmm. and then like 
I don't know. I really like lavender kind of fits in there sometimes too, is like an accent color. Um, like a pale yellow might get in there. Yeah. I don't know if, so I have this like green overshirt. It's like a flannel material, but it doesn't have like the cross hatching pattern. It's just like a solid, like green flannel shirt. And like, it looks, it looks really gray depending on what you wear it with but like when you like pair it correctly with the like good colors it's like distinctly green but like very soft on the eyes and i really like that i'm yes color i i have a unplug your unplug your earbuds and plug them back in or something Is this better? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. It um, sounded like you were talking into a fan. Oh no. Um I think I like really, really deep but also bold colors, if that makes sense. So like a royal blue instead of a pale blue. Yeah, but I also love super subdued colors. Like I love the thing I love about like deeper colors, like when I think of deep colors, I think of like galaxies if that makes sense and like if you look at like the milky way and you can just like get lost in that color like the purples and blues in there okay like i like looking at colors um that you can kind of just get lost in if that makes sense so that's like deep blues deep like i I don't know how to describe it and besides deep if that makes sense yeah i think i think my mind is jumping to like materials that aren't like clothes when you say that because like i think the ocean can be like that a forest can be like that yeah like ceramic like glazes can be like that it's just like so many layers of colors over each other yeah it's like inexplainable in a way and that's why i'm like so drawn to it yeah because like you can you can just stare at it and get lost in it um but i also really love bold colors because i just i love like the accentuation and pop of like a Mm -hmm. bold color against an otherwise like opaque landscape Mm -hmm. um and like bold colors are also scary because like in fashion they're very hard to pull off yeah um but i also like when they're when someone pulls them off they're stunning yeah. Like if someone can pull off like like a yellow that's not like a pale yellow, mm-hmm. you're just like whoa. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but then I also like love like super super opaque stuff too, and how that how like opaqueness all kind of blends together in a way. That's like what I run into when I'm picking colors for Google Forms. Oh. I made a number of Google Forms this year. <laughs> but, like, I always go into, like, the color picker, the color slider thing. And I have to, like, do a few, like, test runs to, like, just find just the right one. Mm-hmm. I can send you some of my forms. They're all for scheduling duty. <laughs> so I have, a, I have, like, a pink one for spring. I have, like, a yellow one for finals duty r.i.p um, <laughs> young <laughs> what else do i have i had like a like a kind of a red one this was more of a, a bold color but it was more of a like a holiday red that i picked for break or some finals duty during december yeah so Who else has a question? I have some. If I mean, okay. How how like how many more do you want? Because I have like a majority of mine. I still have a you good can... amount of questions. Let's just let's just keep rolling. Yeah. Let the good times roll, baby. Um, what's your biggest fear? Ah, oh, damn. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, is this can like I, how, can I add something term? onto this? Sure. Oh, go. Can I add also what's what's your most irrational fear? Because that's one of my yeah. one I came up with. And I think that I think they pair well together because I think they're also different. Yeah. Mm. 
Okay. Um, I think for me, I think one of my biggest fears is like, I have a, I don't know if I, I can't, I hate to say I have a couple because the question is what's your biggest fear. But I think one of, one of them is like waking up one day and like just being like, just hitting that point of like, what is the meaning of life? But not in like a like high school deep way where it's like, oh, what's the meaning of life? Ha <laughs> ha. But, like, you wake up, you've had, like, a steady job for a while, and, like, you've just been in this routine for so long, and you just wake up one day, and, like, you just feel this existential weight on you. Um, Like, is that kind of, like, you don't want to wake up feeling like you've wasted life, or, like... No, I think it's, like, like, waking up and having that feeling of, like, this is life, if that makes sense. Okay. Like, I wake up, I go to my 9 to 5, I come home, I eat dinner, I watch the news, I, like, do something else, I go to bed, rinse, repeat for, like, 30 years, you know? And, like, I don't think that's, I don't think that's true for a lot of people. And I think it's very limiting to think in that way, but, like, I have this fear of, like, waking up one day and, like, experiencing that. Yeah. But I also have a fear of drowning. Both um, of those are equally scary. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Um, um, I don't know. Open water is terrifying to me. Um, and I think part of that is, like, I know how to swim. Like, I'm fine at swimming. It's not an issue. But, like, I used to watch a lot of Jaws when I was growing up. <laughs> and I've had like a couple a couple nightmares like when I was taking swim lessons of like me and swim lessons and they're just being a shark in the pool and so like even pools sketch me out sometimes because like I'm like what if I just like go underwater and like just see a shark and like that's so irrational that's so interesting but like it still happens <laughs> yeah um but then like I don't know I think more of the fear of drowning stems from riptides Oh, those are super scary. Um, Cause I've never, I've never been caught in a riptide cause I'm like too fearful to actually go out super far in the ocean. Mm-hmm. But I remember like in fifth grade, we had this whole ocean, this whole, sorry, this whole unit on everything in the ocean and why it wants to and will kill you. <laughs> and I went to California that like that summer and I like went in the ocean maybe once and went to like my ankles cause I was so scared from my <laughs> science class on like yeah. how the ocean can kill you. Um, it, there are a lot of ways. But also, I think my, my biggest irrational fear is, is bees. What um, about bees? So when I was a wee boy, I'd say like, I think like kindergarten, maybe now before kindergarten. Um, I was in my front, I was in my driveway playing my Game Boy Color, Pokemon oh. Blue. Um, you know, having time in my life playing Pokemon. And... I felt this like stick in the back of my shirt and I was like, how to stick it in my shirt? Like I'm in my driveway. So I was like trying to get it out. Turns out it was a bee and it stung me in the back <gasps> of the neck. And like, I'd never been stung by a bee before. Mm-hmm. And like, it hurt a lot. And I thought it was just a stick. And then all of a sudden, like I like dropped my game boy and like the batteries popped out and everything. And like, I'm just like sheer, just crying and I don't know what's happening. Yeah, and it then, hurts like, a lot. My dad's like, you got stung by a bee. And, like, since then, like, every time I see a bee, I have, like, a mini flashback to that moment. And, like, I've been stung by bees plenty of times since then. I've been stung by bees probably, like, five times. Really? Since then. Like... I, guess, I got stung by a bee this summer, actually. <laughs> like, on my ankle. It was weird. Um, I've been stung one time. But other than that, like every time, like, even when I was younger, because we had a lot of plants that like attracted bees for pollen and such. Mm-hmm. Um, like whenever I was a kid and I saw a bee, like I would freak out. Um, and I still like freak out around like bumblebees. Like wasps are scary. I think that's not irrational. But bumble- wasps are scary. <laughs> like bumblebees just like, like my heart just starts pounding and I start sweating whenever I see one. I'm like, get away from me. And I feel like they're all out to get me, but like, that's just irrational, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I also like Loki have an irrational fear of the dark. 
Um, and I, I don't know. I don't need to go into that really, but like it exists. Oh my God. <laughs> Does anyone else want to share? Sorry, I had to, I had to send in my homework for weight training. Wait, you have homework for weight training? Oh, yeah, fuck work out I, twice a week. <laughs> yeah, I have to do that too. Shit. <laughs> All right, send Matt McDonald. Shout out Matt, Matt McDonald. Shout out Matt McDonald. Absolute bro. He made me comfortable in the weight room again. That's what this man did for me. Matt's a true legend, dude. So, yeah, that's uh, that's the vibe. Oh. Well, okay. I had my screen collapsed into, like, pop-out mode. Matt, what's your greatest fear? Probably... Um, my greatest irrational fear is probably the dark. Like, every now and then I still, like, manage to spook myself. Like, if if I'm in a large... So, small, dark rooms do not scare me as much because I know what's there. But, like, a larger, darker room is scarier to me because you don't know what's in there. Which is like fair, but also I'm like just generally apprehensive. However, like outside at night is not that scary for me. Hi everyone, this is Aaron from Cryptid Club. Um, just finishing up edits right now and realizing we don't have the rest of the episode right now. So I promise that on the next episode... I'll talk about my biggest fears, and we'll do something else fun. I don't know. We've been watching a lot, watching a lot of movies. Maybe we'll do some reviews. Who's to say? But thanks for listening, and tune in next time. Thank you.